Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by. No one. Stroll crosses the line and he does go pole. 147 7. Lance Stroll is on pole for the first time in his career. Said P1. P1. Yes, boys! <laughs> Let's go! Let's go! Let's <laughs> go! Yes! Brad, I want to hear you say it, mate. That's pole position. I want to hear you say it! <laughs> That's pole position, Lance. Pole position. Let's go! On the show today, we taught the Ferrari livery. Bahrain testing is underway. Alpha's boss catches the Rona. I go through the first lot of my season predictions. We break down half the teams and what their expectations should be. And of course, your stat of the week. But first... I don't need to keep reminding you, you must hand the mic over to one individual. A man who lost his virginity before his dad did. A man who has counted to infinity twice. A man whose commentating has been responsible for over 100,000 pregnancies around the world. That man is David Croft. Take it away, Crofty. It's lights out and away we go. Once a week, one man emerges from the pit lane to deliver all the news, discussion, and results of Formula One. Well, that time has arrived. Sit back, relax, for the Park It In My Ferme show. Here is your host, Colby. That is Right, ladies and gentlemen, it is I, your boy, Cody, back again with another Formula One podcast. Look over there. It's my firm, eh, ladies and gentlemen. That's where you need to park it. Now, don't be shy. I can be scary at times, but not today. Not to my fans. I am lovely and welcoming all of you here. So bring it on in here. Let's have a little chat because tonight we have a huge monstrous colossus show for you today a show so big even jenna jamison is saying well that show is way too big to fit in here well we are all going to cram it in there anyway and if you've missed any of the previous episodes look down at your listening device of yours right there in your hand the app that you're playing this through right now gently caress the subscribe and follow button because i'll be bringing you bangers all the action twice a week and you don't want to miss out on that not one second of the f1 news results opinions discussion memes, story stats and more so head across to parkinmyfermate.com also the socials facebook twitter and insta i'm there slide into the dms if you are so inclined i welcome the intruders into my inbox but tonight we are going to be giving a first lot of predictions for the year break down half the grids teams and see where their expectations should be And that will give you an incredible stat of the week. You know that's going to be coming, but before you do anything silly, let's get serious. Bring it nice and close to Uncle Goldie because it's time 
for the news. No, no, news, 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 news. Cody, Formula One news. Pocket in my Fermi, Formula One news. It's the pimp news, pimp news. Didn't steal this, it's definitely the pimp news, pimp news, pimp news coming through your ears right now. Pocket in my Fermi, Formula One news, pimp news, yeah. It is news time. We're going to start off with the Ferrari livery was recently revealed. And what the hell was that? I mean, I didn't hate it overall, but my God, it looked like a little bit of snot just smeared on top of the car. A bit of sick, if you don't mind. The gradient red effect was nice. The design of the numbering was great too. The font they used. The dry blood gradient effect was amazing. It was an homage to the glory days and the recent times at Ferrari. But the green sick was that that was just dripped on top of the car it just looked gross but the question remains where does it sit on the list of liveries for the 2021 season i think it's still better than the Haas. obviously that Haas is just a piece of crap putting all the political stuff aside it just looks disgusting and stupid nothing too political with the design here but is it better than any of the others I still think I like the Alfa Romeo better than this Ferrari. But what do you guys think? Head over to the social pipes and let me know. Moving on. Bahrain testing has started and going on as we speak right now. The schedule has been released and no real shock at the driver testings right now. No surprises at all. Kelly PK could tell you something about the driver testies. It was pretty much as expected and on the next episode we will make sure we break down everything from the weekend of testing so we can start placing our odds and predictions for the season to come. Although, I think Hamilton in the Merc is still going to be a lock. Put your house on it. Next up, Alfa Romeo's F1 boss, Frederick Vassier, will miss the three days of pre-season testing in Bahrain after testing positive for COVID-19. Vassier tested positive and immediately entered self-isolation in France. Two days later, he had his test and returned a negative result and is displaying no symptoms. However, he will not be travelling to Bahrain for the three days of pre-season testing between March 12 and 14. He will instead carry out his usual duties from home, while Kimi Reckonan, Iceman Baby, and racing car Jesus Antonio Giovinazzi take turns driving the team's 2021 car. Smart again, we can't have it spread throughout the paddock uh, without the paddock. Putting more than Kelly PK around an F1 driver while also being just as infectious. But I think, ladies and gentlemen, it was short, sharp and shiny today. That does it for the news. Now this is the moment everyone has been waiting for. We have bookies, gamblers all around the world tuning in right now to hear Uncle Cody's predictions for the season. Now, I've never gotten a prediction wrong in my life. You ask me anything. Ask me anything. I dare you. What, who will win the 2024 presidential election? Easy. What will happen? The Rock will run against the Democrat, will run as a Democrat against Vince McMahon, who will run as a Republican. And the presidency will be determined in a Hell in a Cell match at WrestleMania, but Stone Cold is the special guest referee and stuns The Rock and shocks everyone. Vince then grabs a steel chair and Stone Cold says, no, no, no. He spots it, rips it out of Vince's hand, and stuns him. Stone Cold is declared the new president of the United States, 
and a couple of Steve Weisers are lobbed into the ring and we all celebrate getting shit-faced and the economy is saved. There you go. Easy. But what about Formula One predictions? Oh, <laughs> you better believe I have them as well as we are on the road. International Sakia Grand Prix circuit. Yeah. Now let's start with the big granddaddy of them all, the Drivers' Championship, the Drivers' World Championship. Take that, Russia. I think it's obvious who gets the number one spot, and that's Sir Lewis. Lewis Hamilton will win the 2021 Drivers' World Championship and get his eighth world title. It will be a clear win. And he will win almost every race for this year. Chuck him in the fantasy team. I don't care how much he costs. But I don't believe it will be smooth sailing for Mercedes, though. Second on the Drivers' Championship will be Max Verstappen. Maxi Boy with Sergio Perez finishing third. Now, Red Bull will sort out all their reliability issues. I'm telling you that. And one of those issues was Alex Albon. But now Perez and Verstappen will lead the charge. And Bottas will struggle to keep up. As these guys raced him too hard and get the 2-3 most weekends. So instead of being sick of the hand bot ver every podium, you'll be annoyed at the hand ver per. And that kind of sounds like hamburger. And now I'm hungry. Next prediction, the Constructors' Championship. Now I'm not going to go into this in too much detail because I'm breaking the teams down a little bit later on today and on the next episode. But look, I think it'll be tight. Like real tight. Toit like a toyka. I think Red Bull edge out Mercedes. Yes, you heard me there. Red Bull edge out Mercedes. And it comes down to the last race of the season. See, I think Bottas struggles. As I said. And Mercedes don't finish on top. McLaren will round out the top three and get that third. So I'm predicting Red Bull edging ever so slightly. Like a couple of points last race over Mercedes. And then a bit of a gap down the third where McLaren, Danny Rick, and Lando Norris are chilling. But time for the Rookie of the Year. Now, I'm not including Fernando Alonso. All right, and this is, he is, he's that young driver that was around when the dinosaurs, and he ain't no fucking rook. But the three I'm looking at is Sonoda, Schumacher, Mazepin. To me, this is fairly obvious. I think point-wise... Sonoda wins, beats the other two easily, hands down. However, I'll be a little more thorough in my assessment because clearly a lot of that will have car-based performance over driver talent. That being said, yeah, Sonoda will still get Rookie of the Year in my eyes. The guy in F2 was a beast. I think the results will speak for themselves and he will shock a few people in a few races. Just not, just not you guys, of course, because you've got Uncle Cody giving you the facts Sonata, forced to be reckoned with. Better than Schumacher, Rookie of the Year. Better than Mazepin, Titty Grabber, Rookie of the Year. Schumacher will get to a good level. Don't worry about that. I mean, will he be as good as Mick? Don't know. Well, Michael, so, because he is Mick. But will he be as good as Michael? Just don't know, because that's a pretty tall ask. And a lot of pressure to put on a kid. But I think he will, he will still be a very, very solid driver. It would just take him a couple of seasons, I reckon, and I hope he gets opportunities. And Mazpin will always have a seat as long as Daddy has cash. 
but will it translate to success? I'm not sure. I don't think so. Now, the last thing we need to talk about is the biggest shock of the season, the big surprise that's going to happen. Well, here we go. You sitting down? Now, if you have any heart conditions or a pacemaker, or if you're pregnant, please, please be careful. Please sit down, have a glass of water, because I think George Russell finishes a race in the top five this year. I know. I know. I'm shocked too. I'm shocked. Amazed. Because can you imagine the shirtless Instagram pics if he actually gets a top five? Oh, a podium? A win? Oh my gosh, my pants are tight and I'm a little excited. What do you guys think? Head over to the social, slide into the DMs, let me know how batshit crazy I've become. Because it's time for your stat of the week. I'm a stat man! Formula One stat man! Cody's a stat man! Yeah, stats! Uh, I'm a stat man! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Stat time! Yeah! Oh, so much stats! So many stats! I don't know if this intro is even long enough! There's that many stats! Uh, stats, stats, stats! Yeah! Ooh, so many stats. Uh, I'm a stat man! Stat of the week time. Oh my god, that intro, baby. That intro. Now, this week it's all about podiums because I have some interesting stats for you today. Now, there are five drivers who came, oh, so close to Formula One podiums, finishing fourth three times in their career, but never managed to get the crucial step for the Champagne. They are Roberta Mieres, Carl Wendlinger, Hector Rebatuk, Christian Fittipaldi, and Arturo Merzario. All finished fourth three times, no podium. They're allergic to it. Social distancing, baby, 101. And while looking at, the, looking at that part of the all-time table, and of course Fittipaldi's Monza flip, one has to notice the impressive race record of Pierluigi Martini, one of the great names of the sport, as it took him 124 race entries with 119 starts to score merely two fourth places, four fifths, and four sixths. The man was allergic to trophies, he hates the podium. Pier Luigi Martini. You know what? Let's add him to the Hall of Fame. You can go in there with Hans Haya. Pier Luigi Martini is in the Hall of Fame for the Pocket in My Ferme show. But that's not impressive enough. No, let's talk about this stat. How's this? This is crazy. Michael Schumacher. Ever heard of him? Yeah, he's alright. Versus Jacques Villeneuve proved a rivalry for the ages back in 1997. Their fierce competition. The World Championship crown raged all season long. It was a fantastic contest and it counted for a combined 12 wins. Seven went to Villeneuve, five to Schumacher from the 17 races. Now, this is where it gets interesting. They claim 13 collective poles, 10 going to Villeneuve, 16 collective combined podiums, eight apiece. But despite such an emphatic success, the pair... They did not actually share a podium once during the season. 
All right, 16 podiums in 17 races, and they didn't share the podium once. Not once. There's only one other instance that this has happened. And that was back in 1950 when Nino Farina and Juan Manuel Fangio, who was mentioned before, they only had, they contested in six races. But yeah, 17 race season, didn't share the podium once. Talk about your social distancing. Am I right? Now that's how we do it. That is your stat of the week. Bada bada bee, bada bada bow. He's a stat man. Ooh, that was a good stat. Yeah, such a good stat. Such a, such a good stat. You know it was. He's a stat man. Hey, let's go on with the show. Cool, it's pretty cool. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. We're only a couple of weeks away. Yeah, yeah, a couple of weeks away. You know from what? Testing has begun, so it's time for us to start discussing the teams, breaking them down, seeing whether they will improve on last year or go backwards and seeing what positions they'll end up in. Missionary, doggy, who knows? I'm going to go through the first five in alphabetical order and do the remaining lot in the next episode. Okay, so today it's Alpha Romeo, Alpha Tauri, Alpine, Aston Martin, get the A's out of the way. Give myself Ferrari as the kicker, and then next time we'll go through Haas, Mercedes, McLaren, Red Bull, and Williams. And as we are on the road. Bahrain International Sakir Grand Prix Circuit. We need to make sure we have everything locked into place so that by the end of the season I'll either look like an absolute genius or a bit of a fucking numpty. But first, cab off the ranks, Alpha Romeo, the clean, crisp Alpha look is back, baby! And I think they won't set the world on fire this year. No, 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 no. We will talk about them a lot. And with Kimmy on the team, they will always be a joy to watch when we can have more sound bites like this. Get my gloves and steering wheel. Gloves. Mark, gloves. Steering wheel. Gloves and steering wheel, yeah. Give me steering wheel. Hey. Hey. Steering wheel, somebody tell him to give it to me. Also, with the season heading back to Porto Mayo, we can get some absolutely more brilliance from the finished driver where he overtook, what was it, like 400 people on that opening lap? Paired up with racing car Jesus, he doesn't, he doesn't do anything for me other than having such gorgeous locks that I want to use his hair like a rope and climb him for days. Nothing sexual, though. The man is fine as a motherfucker, though. They finished 8th last year with 8 points. I believe they will finish one spot lower this year. They will finish ninth, But I don't think it will be as disappointing, though. It won't be a disappointing ninth. Despite finishing lower, I think they'll have more moments of brilliance as they look, uh, look at getting their drivers in place and focus more on the 2022 season when the regulations change. Next team on the list, AlphaTauri. Now, this is my dark horse. The darkest of horses. 
for the 2021 season. So much so I went and put both drivers and the team in my fantasy F1 lineup. Yes, I did. And was that because I also got Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton and blew all my cash? Maybe, but they did sure shock the world last year with Gasly in Italy. Let's take another listen. You know I can't mention that that moment without the radio. Pierre Gasly wins the Italian Grand Prix. Oh my, oh my. Is that just wonderful? Oh my God. What did you do? What did you do? Did you it was an incredible race and if you watch any race leading into this season that was one you need to check out from last year that's it my favorite race from the 2020 c and surprisingly there were a few in a sport where mercedes ran away with it, it was it was still so interesting, but now they've got Sonoda, my little sushi roll in the team. Now I think it's clear he will be a future contender, if not a future world champion himself. I like the livery. They finished 7th last year, only one spot ahead of Alfa Romeo, but they finished with 107 points. I expect them to finish higher. I think they finish ahead of Ferrari and challenge Alpine and Aston Martin. I think Alfa Tauri will finish 5th. They will jump up 2 spots in the construction Constructors Championship. Next up, Alpine or Alpine, however you want to pronounce it. Tomato, tomato. The team formerly known as Renault is back and looking so fucking fresh. That livery is the best on the grid by far. The French colours looking like toothpaste. Just so schmick. With Danny Rick and Ocon last year doing their thing, they managed to finish fifth with three podiums, two to Ricardo and one to Esteban Ocon. Although they bring back a two-time world champion in Fernando Alonso, I don't see them finishing as high or with as much success as they did last season. Danny Rick carried that team. He outqualified his teammate in all but one of the races. He was the reason they saw any success last year and with him going to McLaren I believe that that fifth place finish to Alpine last season will turn into a sixth place finish this season they will finish below the AlphaTauri's they will be considered a disappointment next or this this year next up Aston Martin your turn the last of the A's have dropped most of the pink and brought back that British Racing Green. Racing Point is now Aston Martin and their livery looks incredible. Second best on the grid, only behind Alpine. Last year, Racing Point, using the old Mercedes engine and parts, finished fourth on the grid. And only just behind McLaren's, with it coming down to the very, very last race of the season with Mr. Consistency Perez leaving for Red Bull and veteran in Sebastian Vettel replacing him. I don't see a huge improvement here at Aston Martin. I don't believe it's like for like, but I do think they hold on to that fourth place. Finishing ahead of Alpha Tauri, but behind three others. And I'm sure you can work out what those three are because I was talking about them a little earlier on in the show. And the last one. The last one to talk about today is Ferrari. The dried blood snot livery from the Heritage team did not have a great 2020 and from all reports 2021 isn't going to be much better either they have the youth in charles leclerc 
The man is a freak, and I think if given the opportunity, then he will be a Drivers' World Champion. However, there is a lot of pressure now at Ferrari. We have talked about this before. Their engine is shot to shit, and with the engine freeze happening at the end of the 2021 season, they need to get it right. And get it right fast. Otherwise, it's another four years of shit. Do I think that Charles Leclerc and... Who's that? Who's that other? Who's that other guy again? Oh, that's right. Robert Wally. Oh, thank you guys. Yeah, great job. Smooth operator. Smooth operator. <laughs> Smooth operator. Carlos Sainz. Do I think that they can turn it around? I hope so. But no. They finished 6th last year and I think AlphaTauri passed them and Ferrari finished 7th this season, one spot below AlphaTauri. Well, that's it for the first half of the teams. On the next episode, I'll go through the remaining 5 teams, the Haas, Mercedes, McLaren, Red Bull and Williams to see who will finish out the rest of the grid so we can get on the road. On the road to... Bahrain International Sakia Grand Prix Circuit. Yeah. Oh, my precious possums. Well, that's it for another show. But we're coming down to the business end. The off-season is nearly behind us. Testies! Or testing, as it is, is happening as we speak right now. And I cannot wait to bring you all the news early next week in the next episode. Go through the other five teams as well. So... You don't want to miss it. You know what you needed to do. Hit the subscribe. Caress that subscribe button. Lick the button. Poke it. Poke it now. You're poking a button. You're poking it. Hit the like button if it gives you one. Hit a follow button if it gives you that too. Hit a... Make sure you do everything you can. Head across to the socials. Insta, Facebook, Twitter, all of that jazz. Parkinginmyfermate.com is the place to go. If you miss out on any episodes, want to reach out, send me an email. All that jazz. But hey, it's very hard to say goodbye to the ones you love and the love and support I get from you guys. Ooh, makes me feel like the first time. Ooh, it feels like the very first time. It feels like the first time. As we are on the road. On the road to the- Bahrain International Sakia. Grand Prix circuit. Yeah. That's right. Not long to go now. We are going to be heading to Bahrain very, very shortly for that first race in a couple of weeks' time. So stick around and thank you, as always, so much for listening. Thanks for listening. Podcast Network.